0: you're listening to strawberry milkshake hello friends welcome or welcome back to my podcast i hope you are having a wonderful day i know i am before we get into this week's episode i'm going to update you guys on how my week has been um the end of last week the weekend and the start of this new week so the books i've read let's see so i finished reading the haunting of abilene jones by phil hicks that was a very good book i really enjoyed it i think i gave it a five star rating the reason for this is because i feel like i was going to give it a four and a half but on goodreads you can only give it um like whole star reviews you can't do half star which is very annoying i think they should fix that but i felt like a four star was too little so i just ended up going with the five star but basically that book was really good i really enjoyed it and it's about a girl and she is like she loves ghost stories she reads ghost stories she is just like obsessed with them and then all of a sudden her and her mom go to stay with her aunt i believe and or her aunt i think they're like um british so they say aunt and she goes to stay with her and while she's gone the mom leaves to go to the grandma because the grandma's sick so it's just a little girl Aveline and her aunt she stays there and while she's there Aveline finds a new ghost book and she reads about it and she learns new things about the place that she's staying in and new ghost mysteries and then she has to kind of live in her own ghost story and figure out how to solve that mystery so it's very good I really liked it a lot it was a really good middle grade and I highly recommend it if you like spooky middle grades and it actually is considered a horror for middle grades So I do recommend it, but not if you get scared really easily. It's not that scary, but that's just my opinion. But I liked that one a lot. The next book I read was Dark Waters, and this is by Katherine Arden. This is the third book in a series, the series called Small Spaces. I read the first one, which was Small Spaces, the second one, which was Dead Voices, and the third one, which was Dark Waters. I read those three, and I'm not really going to summarize this one too much because basically just the whole series is about this man called The Smiling Man and how he treats tricks people and tries to like kind of them in danger and it's this group of three friends that he's always putting in danger. So each new book is another like adventure that he tries to put him in danger and they try to stop him and solve the problem. So that's kind of what that series is about, but in very dark and like ghostly ways. So I do like the series a lot. This one I think I gave like a three star I think it was either three or four. I think it was a three star because it was good but it wasn't like my favorite I probably would not read it again. It just wasn't my favorite type. I just read it because it's part of the series and I want to finish the series another one i'm currently reading is the fourth book to that series which is called empty smiles which is also by Catherine arden and i don't know if this is the last one in the series i think it may be but i think this this is definitely the most recent one i don't know if she is going to continue the series if so that's a really long series um but i'm currently reading it. i'm only on page like 30 or something but so far it's good you do definitely have to read all the books in order though because you will be a little lost and you know you'll just be missing pieces and they all add up in the end So I highly recommend if you're going to read this series, treat them in order from one and then to like you know the fourth one, which is all she has out right now. But so far it's good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the cover; it's like a big clown and many other clowns. I'm not a huge fan of that. But I'm just trying to finish the series so I can give an overall rating. So that is what I am currently reading. And as of what we watched um, this past week, we watched the School for Good and Evil, which was the new Netflix movie, and I liked it a lot. I'm gonna give it like a nine and a half out of ten. I liked it so much. Like I'm probably gonna re-watch it on the weekend. Like I just liked it a lot. I like the whole idea of it. I think it's very intriguing and I'm so excited to read the book. I know a while back I was saying how I wanted to read the book but I also wanted to wait for the movie to come out. So I am going to read the book now. Not right now, like right away, but in a few months possibly but it definitely is on my goodreads list for books I want to read. But that movie is about a school for good and evil as you can tell by the title and it's about two friends and the friendship like the power of friendship and how powerful it is and the love that they share for each other so that was a really good movie and then of course it's like fantastical and like a little bit of action here and there sprinkled throughout so i definitely really enjoyed that movie and it is on netflix and it is rated pg-13 in case you are wondering and then the other movie we saw we went to theaters to see this movie and it is called black adam i'm sure you guys have heard of it you know it's the new dc movie with Dwayne johnson or aka the rock and this movie is really good i liked it a lot and i think it's actually my new favorite like dc favorite movie of theirs like dc hasn't come out with that many movies i feel like they have so many characters and they're just so slow at making the movies but you know i think this one was really good i mean i like the classics you know obviously wonder woman superman aquaman the flash all those things which the flash his movie has not come out yet but i like all of their stories and now that they made this new character you know black adam they brought him into the DC universe. I think I'm very excited to see what else they do with him. I'm very excited because this is only the beginning of his you know, journey and time through the DC universe. So I'm definitely super excited to see what they're gonna do with him. I really like the movie a lot. I don't know how to really explain what happened. It's just about this guy, which is the rock. And basically just one line from the movie, it says that he says, and I think it's like a really famous line. It's like in all the trailers. He says, the world wanted a superhero. Instead, they got me. And I think what's really good about this movie that made it so different from other superhero movies that me my sisters my mom and my dad we were all talking about this is that you know usual superheroes they like you know they save the day kind of superheroes which is what a hero is but the thing I loved about Black Adam is that he saved the day but in a different way like he didn't have to like make sure everyone was okay and was alive he just saved the day even if that meant you know possibly killing people if they did wrong so I think that was it was very different from other heroes and that's what I loved so much about it it was finally something different it wasn't your typical Superhero movie of like, oh, you know, everyone loves them, they save the day. It's more about he saves the day, but in such a unique way. And it's so different. And I just love it so much. I love that they finally did something different for that role. So I did like that movie a lot. And one thing that I do not agree with, The Rotten Tomatoes, I've talked about this before. The Rotten Tomatoes people have like rated a lot of movies that I like a lot bad ratings. For example, The School for Good and Evil. They rated that one like in the 30s, which by the way, you want it to be closer to 100. Like if it's 100%, that's like a really good movie. And then obviously, Obviously, if it's like below 50 it's like eh, it's okay but for the school for good and evil and black adam they both rated them in the 30s which is like i disagree with that so much like if i had to rate it for the rotten tomatoes i would do the school for good and evil probably like a 90 to 95 and then black adam like a 98 to 99 like i love those movies so much so i think you shouldn't always go based on that i used to but then i started finding movies like this i completely disagree with them and i used to not want to watch these movies because i would be like oh they rated it whatever whatever and i'm like i just kind of sets it for me like i'm not gonna like it but then if you look at like what google put that all of the users like it's like 98 liked black adam so definitely just i don't really go on opinions anymore because they're just that they're opinions of what people like so just if you don't think you're gonna like it then you might not like it but if you are an action you know fantastical fan for both of these movies then definitely go check them out but that is all that i read and watched this week it was a really good week really busy with school but really great week I hope you guys had a wonderful week and now you're going to have a wonderful weekend. But let's go ahead and get into this week's podcast episode. So if you guys have been around here for a while or if you've listened to any of my other episodes, you know that for holidays or celebrations that I usually give a history or fun facts about that tradition or holiday. So in this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the history and some fun facts of Halloween and how it began. So go ahead and get ready because I'm going to tell you guys a lot of information like this stuff i did not know so i'm very glad that i read this book all the information that i'm going to be giving in this episode is from a book called the tricks and treats of halloween and this is by angela murphy and i like it a lot it's a really cute little kids book it has the cutest illustrations so if you want to check out and read more of it because i'm going to just like mention a few things it's a little too lengthy to read all of it, it would be like an hour podcast episode but i am going to read the most important parts that i think are the most like interesting to know about but if you want to read the full book you can check it out from your- library or buy it from your local store. But I'm going to go ahead and get started. So the first thing I have here is how it all began. So how did Halloween, you know, begin? What did it come from? What was the ideas? What was the backstory of it? So I'm going to go ahead and read it. So it says here, many people believe that Halloween has its origins in Europe in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. This festival, which took place every year on November 1st, celebrated the end of summer and the beginning of winter. The Celts would wear costumes and have ceremonies to protect their crops from spirits. So basically back then their crops were like endangered, you know, they didn't want to die or anything. So on November first, which is the festival, they would dress up in outfits to protect their, like their crops from bad spirits. So that was how it all kind of started. And then it also says here which i just said i just summarized it It says they believed that the spirits might come damage their crops and that the costumes would scare the spirits away so like i said that's just kind of what i summarized but basically you know they did that so their crops would stay safe from all of the evil spirits out there that would come on november 1st the next thing it says here is in relation to other holidays so it says here halloween has also been closely linked to a christian holiday called all saints day or all hollows day which comes much later in history than samhain and continues to be Celebrated today. Like Samhain, All Saints Day occurs on November 1st. The night before is called All Hallows Eve, which eventually became known as Halloween. Throughout the centuries, people have celebrated All Saints Day in many ways, including dressing up like devils, angels, and saints, and marching in parades to honor Christian saints. As time went on, traditions changed. Halloween lost some of its religious meaning and instead became a holiday that was meant to bring people together for fun and celebration. So, you know, I didn't know before reading this I did not know that it was actually like what what people did as a tradition to protect their crops and obviously that's not what we really define it as in today's day and age you know we do it as fun to go trick-or-treating and dress up and have like fun Halloween parties and spend time with loved ones and family and friends and all that stuff so it definitely has evolved and changed over the years and it also says here in the United States it is estimated that Americans spend eight billion dollars on Halloween every year which I thought was so crazy and then it also says here Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday that is celebrated so if you're wondering what the first one is that would be Christmas and I actually am so surprised that Halloween is the second one I would think valentine's day would be the second one under christmas and i think it was for a while with all the chocolates that everyone bought each other but i think over time halloween with all the decorations and costumes and candy has become the second one right under christmas which is just so crazy to me like i cannot believe people you know including even me and my family spend that much money on halloween it's just it's 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 so crazy like add it up that's such a huge number now the next chapter of what i'm going to be talking about is trick-or-treating so trick-or-treating seems to have grown out of a variety of traditions that have been observed through the centuries So remember the festival of Samhain and the spirits the Celts wanted to protect their crops from? Well, it turns out the Celts would not only dress up in costumes to keep the spirits away, thereby tricking them, but they would also put out treats for the spirits to keep them happy, which was the treat part. So the tricking part was wearing the costumes to throw them off from their crops, and then the treat part was putting out treats for them to distract them. So I think that's how how trick or treat came about, and that's how it started. So I think that was super interesting. And it also says here, later, as All Saints Day grew in popularity, another tradition took hold in England, which was making soul cakes. Soul cakes were biscuits that were handed out to the poor or to performers who traveled from town to town. As time went on, the tradition changed, and children began to go around to different houses in search of cakes or little presents. Meanwhile, in Scotland and Ireland, another tradition was evolving. It was called guising, related to the word disguise. Children would dress up and go from door to door performing tricks, like singing, telling jokes or stories, or other displays of talents. For their efforts, the people who lived in the houses would give out treats, like fruits, nuts, or coins. So that's how trick-or-treating came about, and everyone had their different traditions. Like in England, they would give out soul cakes to the poor and little kids. And in Scotland and Ireland, they would give kids who did tricks and perform performances little things like fruits nuts or coins so i think it's super interesting how you know eventually back then it was so different things but now it's kind of like all is one thing so over time it's definitely changed and grown together instead of separate things around the world it's definitely combined into one main commercial holiday and then it also says here speaking of traveling as you know halloween eventually came to the united states but it didn't happen overnight with the exception of some southern states halloween wasn't widely celebrated in the united states until the middle of the 1800s However, when it was first celebrated, it was more like a harvest festival than today's holiday. By the second half of the 1800s, more immigrants began arriving. Many of them came from Ireland. Ireland was going through a time of hardship called the Great Potato Famine, and immigrants came to the United States in search of a better life. They brought many of their Halloween customs with them, and Halloween began to grow more and more popular and resemble what we know and love about Halloween today also real quick just to pause if you're wondering why my voice like it's quieter it's because I look away at the book and this is the side of my voice and this is right into the microphone so sorry about that I just need to see it somehow um but anyway so that was super interesting that it turned like into you know with people moving from place to place and all that stuff it turned into one big holiday so they brought all of their you know traditions and all of their customs with them to the United States because they were in search of a better life and as I came over here they brought their traditions and customs to the United States and now that is how we like kind of got to know halloween so i think that is also super interesting which i know i've been saying that for every single thing but it's the truth i love learning about new things and this is just really interesting to me so i hope it is interesting to you guys as well and then another little fun fact that says here i said people spend eight billion dollars on halloween it says here well one quarter of that or two billion dollars is spent just on candy alone which i think is so crazy and since we're on the candy topic it also says a little bit about candy corn so i know most people don't like candy corns but then a lot of of people do i mean obviously a lot of people do what i'm about to read like a good amount of people do so it says here what about candy corn love it or hate it americans sure do eat a lot of it 35 million pounds of candy corn are eaten each year that's 9 billion pieces because so many people eat this there's even a national candy corn day on october 30th which is the day before halloween but basically like i said a lot of people don't like it but that is obviously a false statement because 35 million pounds of candy corn are eaten each year which is so crazy that is 9 billion little candy corns that is literally insane my gosh america is just we're crazy oh my gosh and then it also says your candy corn was invented in 1880 by a man in philadelphia called george Renninger, but it wasn't called candy corn back then it was known as chicken feed can you believe that chicken feed that i would not want to eat chicken feed if someone was like here you want some chicken feed i'll be like no get away from me that's disgusting but now if someone says you want some candy corn i'm like yes i want some please thank you so it's so weird how it was called that like that's like why i wish i would have said more about that but i didn't maybe you can go research that if you're interested in that and another thing it says here is bobbing for apples that is you know a very common like thing that they do at halloween parties and all that stuff so it says here back then it was once part of the tradition of fortune telling that would be done around Halloween it was believed that the first person who successfully got an apple during a round of the game would be the first one to be married which I think is so silly but you know that's what they did back then that was you know everyone has their own traditions that was one of their traditions they did whoever would be the first to get the apple with their teeth you know bobbing for apples would apparently be the first one to get married which I think is like kind of funny and like super weird but I think that's super cool that that was their tradition that they did and I bet they all enjoyed it back then but like now it's kind of like well that's dumb but I guess it's also like the thing at the wedding where they throw the bouquet you know that's like also kind of innocent you know it's just whatever actually ends up happening in life but it's still fun nonetheless and definitely a tradition for many people around the world and then the last thing we're going to talk about is spooky symbols such as the colors of halloween and pumpkins and all of that stuff so it says here of course you know pumpkins are for the month of october but also for halloween because of carving pumpkins which i will get to that in a second but it says here the heaviest pumpkin on record weighed more than two thousand pounds which is about the average average weight of two crocodiles which is insane i don't know how many how much crocodiles weigh obviously like a thousand pounds you know half but that is crazy two thousand pounds that's like probably as much as like a small little minivan or something that is so crazy my gosh that's that's just incredible like that's so crazy and then now talking about the jack-o'-lanterns and carving pumpkins it says the first jack-o'-lanterns made in england and ireland centuries ago were created by carving turnips potatoes and even beets it wasn't until halloween started being celebrated in the United States, and people discovered that pumpkins were bigger and easier to carve, that they became the go-to fruit for jack-o'-lanterns. But if you're wondering, well, how did carving fruits and vegetables become a tradition in the first place? It says here, it comes from an old Irish legend about a trickster named Stingy Jack. As punishment for his pranks, Jack was forced to wander from place to place with only a lantern made from a hollowed-out turnip as his guide. Originally, Stingy Jack was also known as Jack of the Lantern, but over the decades, that was shortened to Jack-o'-Lantern so that was super cool and i watched this in a movie the curse of bridge hollow i believe is what's it's called it's a new netflix movie that came out like this month i think and that they talked about that and i thought it was fake but apparently it's real so that's super cool that's like how it began how white like why we carve pumpkins for jack-o-lanterns today that was super cool and interesting that stingy jack and that was what he used to do with turnips and they used to call him jack of the lantern but it was over the decades shortened down to jack-o-lantern which as you know you know you call a pumpkin that you carve a jack-o-lantern and the last thing i have here Here is the colors associated with halloween so obviously purple and orange are like the big main ones but also black so if you're wondering well why is black associated with halloween this is because black symbolizes the night sky and black cats but if you're wondering what do cats do with anything you know obviously i know something about black cats and halloween don't go so well together but if you don't know exactly why it is because a long time ago people believed black cats were associated with dark magic and through the years they were added to the assortment of halloween symbols so that was super cool you know back then poor little cats you know they weren't like they didn't decide what color their fur was gonna be but if you had black fur then they were associated with dark magic which i think is like awful like poor little kitty he's just a little nice cat but you know obviously now we know today it's just like you know it's like bad luck or whatever but it's just a black cat it's fine don't worry you're fine um but yeah that was all of the facts that i went through in this little book that i loved and enjoyed so much be sure to check it out and if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to check out any of my previous episodes of talking about holiday traditions and the history about or any of my other ones from fall or whatever you want and before you leave the positive quote for this week's episode is actually not a positive quote i let it up to be like it was but it actually isn't one of them is when black cats prowl and pumpkins gleam may luck be yours on halloween and this is by unknown i thought that was so cute you know it's just like halloween night so cute and then the next one is ghosts and goblins come to play on october's final day which is the 31st which is halloween and that is also by unknown is not it? little like mysterious spooky they're both by unknown and they're both Halloween quotes I mean that's kind of like mysterious right guys that that's cool right? Am I just That I think I'm the only one that thinks that. It's okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. If you did, be sure to share it with anyone that you think will enjoy it—any friends or family. If you want to leave me a voice message, leave me a donation for this podcast, or check out any of my other episodes or follow me over on Instagram, you can do so by clicking the link in my episode description, and it will take you directly to my podcast homepage where you can access all of those things that I just mentioned. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned some new facts, and I hope you have a wonderful. rest rest of your day and you have a wonderful halloween this year you know have fun spend time with family even if you don't go trick-or-treating or or go to a party just spending time with family and you know having fun is just all you really need so i will see you guys next friday bye friends